All right. Good evening, everybody. Uh, I am Chris Peterson. Uh, I am the founder, president, and CEO of Penny Forward, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to help blind people navigate the complicated landscape of personal finance through education, mentoring, and mutual support. And this financial sense call is brought to you by Penny Forward and also by ACB Next Generation. Um, ACB Next Generation is an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, serving the younger uh, members of ACB, uh, those who are ages 18 to 40 with lots of different cool stuff. So check them out at acbnextgeneration.org. Uh, with us tonight is Mo, Ken Mo Carpenter. She is the uh, going to be hosting the call, so she'll occasionally uh, pitch in with some details about how and when to raise your hand and stuff like that. Um, and uh, Mo, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I am Mo Carpenter. I will be your host this evening. And... I did want to mention that this is being recorded. This call has the potential of being podcasted later. I just want to mention that in case you do have something a little more personal, please wait till the last half an hour of this call. It is a 90 minute call. Um, so the first hour we will be live and streaming on ACB media five. And then after that, we will come off of ACB media and then you can ask your more personal questions um, so that they don't leave this room. <laughs> and I did want to mention that ACB Next Generation is targeted for 18 to 40, but we do have great supporting members that are over the age of 40. So there is no cap to our age limit. Thanks, Mo. I also want to thank Katie Frederick, who is uh, streaming for us on ACB Media 5 this evening. I uh, appreciate you being here and uh, and running the the stream for us. It's uh, a rare uh, opportunity for us to to get streamed. It hasn't happened in a while. Uh, tonight's topic is methods for paying down debt. Now, if you've joined these calls before, you know that last month's call was all about accomplishments and New Year's resolutions and uh, a lot of people, when they were sharing their New Year's resolutions for 2022, uh, said that they wanted to tackle their debt in 2022. So um, I decided that it would be a good idea to, to go over the different methods you have for tackling debt um, and talk a little bit about how they impact your credit score. Um so that's what we'll be talking about. I'm going to apologize in advance here. I'm a little under the weather tonight. So if I, uh, if I seem a little disjointed, it's because I'm on cold medicine. And if I, see a little, if I seem a little low energy, it's just because I have a cold. So I apologize for that. If you'd like to refer back to anything that we talk about during this call, uh, this information is available on pennyforward.com. And uh, if you find it useful and while you're there, um, please consider making a small donation to help the work of Penny Forward. It is, as I said, a nonprofit organization. Uh, we are looking to expand 
our programming to offer um, more financial education programs for blind people in 2022. And uh, please stay tuned to pennyforward.com. And we'll talk about them here too, as, as things launch and on Facebook and other places um, because there's more stuff that's coming. Um, I'll also just briefly mention that uh, the Penny Forward podcast is another way to get uh, some uh, useful sort of financially related education. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of, uh, kind of focused on personal finance, kind of focused on people's individual success. Our upcoming guest, uh, the episode will drop, um, this coming Tuesday is Les Kriegler. And, uh, what we're going to learn from Les is what a life of investing has done for his life. He is 71 years old and he's been investing since he was in his early 30s. He had a 40-year career with the New York State um, Blindness Rehabilitation System. He himself is blind. He uh, lives with his wife, Jane. He's got two uh, grown children and, and some grandchildren. And uh, he is a big believer in, in investing and feels like it has really made a positive impact on his life. And so we're going to find out what his life is like now and how he got into investing and uh, why he feels that it, it did such good things for him. So please uh, check, check that out again. The, again, all of that stuff is available on the website, pennyforward.com. Um, future guests, we will be talking with Sherry Wells Jensen about uh, her participation in something called Mission Astro Access, which is uh, researching how people with disabilities might live and work in space someday. Um, and uh, the uh, the blind Subaru guy, y'all remember the uh, Subaru commercials that were on a, a few years ago, not very long ago, um, where there's a blind guy that's helping these people that are on a road trip um, and they're lost. Uh, his name is George Wurzel, and he is uh, by trade a woodworker. He learned um, how to do woodworking by going to shop classes at a school for the blind um, when he was growing up, and he turned that into a very successful woodworking business. Um, he he has uh, some some patents on different types of uh, furniture construction and and. Uh, Man, he's been doing it for 50 years, and, and we're going to be talking to him. He's really an entertaining guy, um, so he'll be coming up also uh, on the Penny Forward podcast. All right, so let's get into tonight's topic, uh, which is paying down debt. And I'm going to break this up a little bit and allow people to jump in and participate. So um, I'm, I'm going to give you kind of a... Uh, um, uh, kind of a hint that maybe you might want to raise your hand and then I'll, I'll start talking about the, uh, the section that I want to talk about and then, and then maybe take a comment or two and then go back and talk more. So uh, before we start, Mo, would you tell everybody how to raise their hand so they know when I say now it might be the time? Uh, 
Yes. So if you want to raise your hand and you are on the PC, it is Alt-Y. If you are on a Mac, it is Options-Y. If you are on the phone, you will raise your hand in the lower right. There is the More button. And you will just uh, keep swiping until you hear the raise hand option. And if you are on the phone, it is star nine. And then we will help you unmute as we get there. You do have to click the got it button if you are on anything but the regular star nine phone um, in order to unmute. All right. Thanks, Mo. And uh, the first Thing we're going to talk about before we talk about getting out of debt, we're going to talking talk a little about the reasons why we might get into debt in the first place. And I'm going to throw some out, but you might want to raise your hand here uh, because you may have some reasons that I haven't thought of, and I'd like to hear them after uh, uh, after a little bit. So, uh, if you have a particular reason that. Uh, you got into debt or that you know of somebody getting into debt for that, uh, um, that you want to share, raise your hand. All right. So the reasons that I know of that people get into debt, and I'm talking about like overwhelming debt here that they feel like they've gotten out of control with. Um, people uh, you know, might have had an emergency. Um, maybe they lost their job or they had a medical emergency um, or you know, something broke in their house and, and uh, they didn't have money set aside in savings to pay for it. So they put it on a credit card or got a loan and paid for it that way. That might be one reason. Um, another reason might just be it kind of snuck up on you. You you thought you could handle the payments. You you started to put stuff on credit cards. Maybe you took out a car loan or a, or student loans or something. And individually, it seemed like you you could handle them all. But when you put them all together, it just got to feel too out of control. And and maybe you didn't uh, budget for it as well as you thought you had. Uh, so those are a couple of reasons why we can get into out of control or overwhelming debt that I've thought of, but I want to know why you think this happens to people. So uh, raise your hand now. And uh, Mo, if we've got anyone who has raised their hand, um, let's have them share with us now. We have no hands raised yet. Looks like Janine just raised her hand. So go ahead, Janine. So maybe you loan your friend money and you give them access to your credit card and then they go overboard, like way overboard beyond what you gave them permission to do. And then it's in your name, the debt, and your friend does not pay you back as fast as you would like. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that, that can definitely happen. Uh, thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not hearing very well. It's either Mickey or Nikki, maybe. Yes. Um, something that's happening lately is medical bills. Sure. Medical bills, uh, uh, medical bills are, 
especially if they're unexpected, they're a, a reason that people can get into uh, in debt very easily. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, what else? I think I um, there was a someone with a phone number that I didn't catch. Did you catch that, Mo? Or was that just somebody joining? It was a phone number, but my thing is not moving focus. <laughs> ah, the technology. Uh, it looks like Beth because it's 5.05. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Beth. Um, hi. Hi. Uh, another way people can get into debt, like uh, my daughter, uh, she... When she was away, uh, oh, I don't know, some people broke into her house, like you said, and uh, they vandalized all kinds of stuff. Plus, she needs a, a new roof that's $20,000. And, uh, you know, she has to pay all that debt off. And, uh, and yeah. they won't give, unfortunately, a lot of times they won't give loans to to people on social security or stuff like that. That's true. Thank you, Beth. Uh, okay. You're so, welcome. All right. So that uh, um, that's probably a good list of some reasons why this can happen. And there's many, many more, but um, when it happens, it, it can be very, very stressful. It can um you know, mess with your mental health and your emotional health. And uh, when you have, have to make such large payments on debt, then you start to, to get to a point where, where maybe you can't afford to meet your basic needs. And that can be a big deal too uh, for our physical health. So you do have one more hand raised, Chris. Ah, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, Cassie. Go Hi, Cassie. Go <laughs> ahead, Cassie. Hello. I was just going to say, me being a student myself, and I've actually been able to avoid this thanks to like my VA, um, VA paying for my school and stuff. But I was going to say student loans. Yes. Yes. I'm glad you said that, Cassie, because uh, that is, I participated in a number of different uh, personal finance groups um, where people ask questions and student loans is a biggie. Um, so I, I hope you are able to avoid that um, as as much as possible. It, even even reducing it is hugely hugely helpful. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right. So um, when when do we know that we've got into out of control debt, and what are the reasons we might want to pay pay that debt off or or get rid of it somehow? Well, maybe the cost of the making payments is is overwhelming. You're you're not able to make ends meet because the payments are so high. Maybe you you have to decide between buying food and paying the excuse me paying the credit card bill. Um, that may be a reason that you are out of control and need to get out of debt. Maybe you've got just a a large number of bills. You know, maybe you've got a bunch of things spread out on a bunch uh, on a bunch of different cards, and this is pretty common for people, by the way. Um, and maybe you don't have have necessarily have trouble making the payments on the bills. 
Like you've got enough money, but just the number of bills that you've got to pay is overwhelming. And, and sometimes you, you miss one or, or uh, um, you know, you, you just feel like you've got way too much work to do to, to keep track of all of this stuff. Um, another way that uh, we know that we're out of control and we need to, uh, this can be a reason for getting out of debt is um, we made a past mistake. And now we regret it and we want it gone. Um, so all of these are different reasons. And again, uh, this might be a time to raise your hand because uh, you probably have reasons that I haven't thought of here. But uh, what are some reasons that you can think of that you know that you're out of control and that you really want to start tackling this and, get, and getting yourself out of debt? And uh, again, go ahead and, and raise your hand if you, uh, if you want to contribute. And uh, I, will, uh, I will take your input. Cassie? Uh, <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as Cassie raises her hand, we'll take Cassie. Yes. Hello again. <laughs> well, I was thinking of like, maybe you want to get out of debt. Um, maybe you've made some bad choices and now you're looking at maybe getting married and you don't want to bring that baggage into like a new marriage. Good. I like that one. Thank you. Who else? Nikki or Mickey. I think it was Nikki, but I need to get my... Um... I can't hear if it's saying N or M either. <laughs> it's M like Mickey Mouse. All right. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Mickey. Okay. Um, maybe you're wanting to buy a home or a car. And so you want to get out of debt. But one motivator is that you're afraid to answer your phone because the debtors keep calling. Oh, wow. That is... That is a really good one right there. Um, two really good ones. Uh, thank you, Mickey. Um, yeah, if, if you are afraid to answer your phone because there are, are collection agencies or creditors that are, that are calling you all the time, um, then that is a, a definite reason maybe you want to be looking at, at tackling your debt. Um, before I move on, do we have any other raised hands? All right. Uh, then I am going to, and you'll get, oh, there are two raised hands now. We have Beth. Hi, Beth. Well, maybe you'd like to buy a home and, um, you know, so you could so you could have something to comfortable to live in in your old age or something, you know. And you don't you've made some bad choices, or uh, you know, and you, well, you want to get out of debt and stuff, and and you you don't want any of that debt. Um, you don't want them to seize your home for that debt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Um, Thank you, Beth. I, I appreciate that. Um, do we have any other raised hands before I, I move on? And I, you'll get your chance if I don't get to you now. Um, 
but I don't want to, I don't want to leave anyone behind. No hands right now. Okay. Well then let's talk then about some of our options for reducing our debt. And I want to start by saying that this is not an easy process. It can be time consuming. It can be frustrating. It can be overwhelming. Um, and, uh, um, so you, you want to, if at all possible, avoid getting into this situation in the first place. Uh, but if you're in this situation, um, and uh, you need to get out of it, then here are some of your options. The first option, and this can seem counterintuitive, especially if you're already feeling like you're overwhelmed and can't make the payments, is to uh, make extra payments to get the debt paid down faster. Um, this is uh, This actually does work because... Uh, creditors charge us interest, and we've talked about compound interest before and how it can help to uh, to grow our savings. Um, compound interest works the other way too. When we borrow money by putting something on a credit card or taking out a loan, we're not just borrowing the money; we're also paying a fee for the privilege of using that money and and uh, having it until we pay it back. That fee is called interest. And uh, if we make our payments faster, we are charged lower fees. Uh, so not only do we pay the debt down faster, but we're charged less interest. And uh, um, that can, can save us money in the long run. So how do you do that in an organized way um, that... Uh, you know, allows you to stay within your budget and still be able to make these extra payments. Well, there's people that have thought about this and come up with a few different methods for, for organizing how you might make extra payments. Uh, you can use something called the debt avalanche method, uh, which is a, uh, essentially what it is, is, is uh, you write down all of the debts that you owe and their interest rates, and you make extra payments towards the debt with the highest interest rate first. Uh, and you pay that off as fast as you can. And uh, on all the other debts, you might be making minimum payments. Um, if you want to make sure that your credit score is, is okay, or you might not make any payments at all, uh, but that will hurt your credit score if you miss payments. So, so I you know, advocate trying not to do that if possible. Um, but the, the key here is to focus on paying off your highest interest debt first. And when you've done that, and you're used to making those high payments, you start making high payments to the second highest interest debt. And you pay as much as you were paying towards the first debt, because uh, you're already used to making that payment. Um, you pay that towards the, uh, the, the next debt and uh, it'll get paid off faster. And so you proceed through each debt uh, by making extra payments to it until it's gone, um, starting with the highest interest debt first, and then going to the next highest and the next highest and the next highest and so on. 
uh, either until all of your debt is gone or until you feel like you're in a comfortable position and, and uh, maybe uh, want to, to back off a little bit. That's called the debt avalanche method. Um, there is a method that is similar to it that is advocated by a guy named Dave Ramsey that many of us, I'm sure, have listened to on the radio. He's been providing financial advice on the radio for uh, oh, at least 20 years now, um, and he has uh, advocated for something that he calls the debt snowball method. Um it's similar to the debt avalanche method in that you focus on one particular debt at a time until all your debts are gone. But in this case, he focuses on, uh, let's say you have five credit cards, pick the one with the smallest balance first. So if you've got one that's got $10,000 on it and another one that's got $7,000 on it, and another one that's got $5,000 on it, and another one that's got $3,000 on it, and the last one has $1,000 on it, he would say, make extra payments towards the $1,000 first. Why? Because if you make extra payments to that small balance first, you're going to get it paid off more quickly and uh, you're going to get a quick win. You're, you're no longer going to have to make that payment anymore um, in hopefully a relatively short period of time. So then you can shift to the $3,000 card and start paying on that. And again, you're putting everything that you would have paid towards the $1,000 card, you're now putting that towards the $3,000 card so that uh, so you're you're not saving yourself money, at least not in the short term. Um, and it'll take a little longer to pay off the $3,000 card because it's a larger balance, but uh, you will, uh, you'll get there. And when you've gotten there, then you can shift to the $5,000 card and pay that off. And that might take a little longer still, but not, uh, not nearly as long as you would think, because now you don't have payments to make on the $1,000 and the $3,000 card. So you can put all of that money towards the $5,000 card. You keep working through that process until you have gotten through all of your credit cards and they're gone. Uh, a third method is called the debt tornado method. And, and this is sort of like, um, <clears throat> I've got to say, I'm not a fan of this because it is focused on your emotions more than on actually paying off debt in an organized, organized way. Uh, the debt tornado method advocates getting really angry at your debt and finding any way possible to make extra payments towards every piece of debt possible by finding extra work, by selling things that you don't need, by donating plasma or um, whatever it is that, that will allow you to throw money at all of your debts simultaneously uh, they want you to stay angry with your debt until you have it gone. And uh, I'm not a fan of that because I don't think anger is a great motivator for everybody. But, you know, for some of you, it might be. 
Uh, bottom line is, is that making extra payments, no matter what method you use, will pay your debt down faster and it will save you money. And it could save you a great deal of money. It can also be a way to improve your credit score. And we'll talk about this more uh, in next month's call when we're talking about how to improve our credit scores. But there are two major components of a credit score that, uh, that pay, making extra payments is, is going to help to improve. The first is on-time payment history. The more you make payments on time, the higher your credit score will go just over time. Because that's, that's one of the things that's the number one most important part of your credit score is, is making on-time payments. Doesn't matter whether you make minimum payments or extra payments. That's just the number one thing. If you miss a payment, uh, your credit score is going to go down. If you make a payment late, your credit score is going to go down. If you make your payments on time, all the time, every time, your credit score will go up. The other component is uh, a big set of fancy words called credit utilization ratio. And credit utilization ratio simply means the amount of credit that you're actually using when it's compared to the amount of credit you're allowed to use. The lower your credit utilization ratio, the better your credit score will be. So when we do use credit, we want to use it sparingly. We don't want to drink from the fire hose. We want to take a little tiny sip from a tiny straw. Um, and then we want to pay it off on time, every time, all the time, if we possibly can. Those two things will increase our credit score. So by using this method of, of paying your debt down by making extra payments, uh, you will improve your credit utilization ratio because uh, the, the, the um, credit bureaus will see that you you have you owe less compared to the amount of credit you're allowed to use, and uh, they'll see that you're making your payments on time. So that is method number one for paying down your debt. It's preferable to any other method because it will improve your your credit score along with uh, along with managing your debt. Um, and Chris, I just wanted to mm -hmm. let you know it is after the top of the hour, so you're about half done with your time on ACB Media. Thanks, Mo. I, I see that. So, um, so I'm going to go right into the next method. And uh, if you are feeling like you can't do it on your own and you need a little bit of help, this is the method that I prefer. It is called Consumer Credit Counseling. Consumer credit counseling, uh, I'm going to talk about another, uh, another similar kind of service um, a little later that I don't prefer as much, but consumer credit counseling is usually provided by a nonprofit organization. Uh, they will help you to understand what's going on. They will help you to change your behavior and they will also help you to work with the credit bureaus to reduce your interest rates 
so that uh, you can um, lower your your payments. Um, and this can be lowering your payments can be an important thing if you just simply don't have the money and don't have a way to get the money to make all the payments that you uh, that you owe. Um, then working with your your lenders to get those payments lowered by lowering your interest rate is is very important. Now you can do this on your own. And I I have worked with people who have successfully done this, especially during the pandemic. Um, all you got to do is call up the credit card company and say, you know, I'm I'm having a hard time making my payment. I don't want to miss a payment. Um, what can we do? Um, and uh, they will often often lower your interest rate just just for asking. But if you feel like you need help with that, uh, consumer credit counseling is one option. Uh, these are often often provided by nonprofit organizations. I would go with the nonprofit organizations over for-profit organizations if, if I had the choice. Um, so, you know, be, uh, be aware of what type of credit counseling you're getting. And, um, also be aware that you're getting credit counseling as opposed to some other kind of debt settlement program that I'll talk, uh, and I'll talk in more detail about the debt settlement programs that, uh, I kind of want to shy away from, um, coming up next. Uh, by the way, there are links to more information about all of these things on pennyforward.com. So if you want to find uh, a link that where you can read up on consumer credit counseling or maybe even find a, a credit counselor, um, pennyforward.com might be a great place to start. Debt consolidation. Um, debt consolidation is the process of refinancing your debt. Uh, essentially, you're taking out a new loan to pay off your existing loans. The advantage to this is that you have one payment to make instead of multiple payments, which can, can be great if you're just overwhelmed by the number of payments that you need to make. Uh, you can sometimes also lower your interest rate at the same time so that you're, uh, you're able to pay off that debt faster. Um, I am going to just mute my phone there because it, it started ringing. Um, so debt consolidation is, is a good option for people who have a reasonably high credit score already. Um, the reason that this is, is because you're taking out a new loan. And when you take out a new loan, your lender is going to look at your credit score and see if you are a worthy candidate to lend money to. And if you have, if you have gotten into such overwhelming debt that you have a low credit score, then you may not be able to take advantage of debt consolidation at all, or you may be able to, but you may 
only be able to get a debt consolidation loan at a very high interest rate. And so there may not be uh, a lot of advantage to you in doing it. Um, having said that, if you have a lower credit score, you could start out with making extra payments like we just talked about and waiting until your credit score rises a little bit. And when you have a credit score that's above 680, uh, which is considered to be a good uh, credit score, then, um, then you could look at debt consolidation uh, as a way of, of finishing out paying off your debt. So uh, again, debt consolidation is taking out a new loan to pay off your existing loans. And the best debt consolidation programs also give you a lower interest rate, but uh, you will need a fairly high credit score to begin with in order to take advantage of these. Incidentally, taking out a debt consolidation loan may improve your credit score. Uh, it depends on a number of different factors, but it's possible that it may improve your credit score because of a component on uh, the credit report called your credit mix, which says that uh, you're a better, a, a better uh, credit user, a better borrower, if you have a broader mix of, of different types of credit. So uh, a debt consolidation loan may alter that number and improve your credit score. Um, I certainly would not expect it to decrease or, or damage your credit score um, in any way. All right, here's the, and we're starting to get into the uh, much less preferable options here. So the first three things we talked about, making extra payments, using consumer credit counseling, and doing debt consolidation, none of those should damage your credit score. And, and if used correctly, they will even improve your credit score. The remaining options that I'm going to talk about will damage your credit score. And so I don't prefer these. However, they may be applicable to people who already have very, very poor credit scores for some other reason and, and just need to get out. Uh, one of these two remaining options is called debt settlement, or it's sometimes called debt relief. Um, this is a process where you might hire a company, um, and it can sometimes feel like a, a, a consumer credit counseling company. Uh, they will ask you to stop making payments to your credit card companies and start making payments to them. They will put those payments into what's called an escrow account. It's basically a, a savings account um, that can only be used for paying off your debts. And when you have accumulated enough money in that escrow account, and when your credit card companies have uh, decided that you haven't made a payment for a long enough time, because again, you've stopped making payments to the credit card companies, then they will contact you and try and collect. And it's likely that they will try to sue you. These debt settlement companies step in at this point and say, we can offer you 
this much money paid in cash right now to make this debt go away. And sometimes the credit card companies will say yes, and then the debt settlement company pays the money out of the escrow account from the payments that you've been making to them for this, you know, whatever period of time uh, it took for this to start happening, and the debt goes away. Or the credit card company could say no, and uh, they might still continue to contact you. I don't really like this option for most people because uh, this is, as somebody said before, this is an option that may help you to get out of debt and may actually save you a bunch of money, but it will damage your credit score badly. And while you're working through this debt settlement or debt relief process, you will have creditors calling you on the phone um, and, and badgering you. Now, you get to refer them to your debt relief company, but, but they will still hound you. And they don't have to work with the debt relief company. They can. Some do. But they don't have to. And so that's the risk you take is that they they would choose not to in favor of, of continuing to hound you for the debt. So uh, that's why I'm not a big fan of this option. But like I say, if your credit score is already very, very low, this might be an appropriate option for you. So I don't want to leave it out. Final option. If you run out of all other options, nothing else is going to work. is called bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is a big topic, and I'm only going to scratch the surface here because bankruptcy is such a big topic that uh, um, we could spend hours and hours talking, on all, uh, talking about all of the different variations of it. Um, bankers, bankruptcy is a legal process where uh, a court steps in and restructures your debt and takes away all of your assets and figures out how that how those assets will uh, will get paid to your your debtors, your creditors um, according to how much you owe and maybe how long you owed it and uh, other other criteria. Um, so this can be a way of of uh, of eliminating your debt, uh, but it's going to take things that you own in order to do that. And it's also going to take quite a bit of money because usually you hire a lawyer. Uh, so the lawyer is going to charge you fees for that. And uh, it can be a time-consuming process because it involves the federal courts. But if you have no other choice, um, this might be uh, uh, this might be a way to to get yourself out of debt. So again, I don't want to leave it out. Bankruptcy. All right. In the last few minutes, um, I'll just re uh, review. We talked about uh, making extra payments, how that can help. We talked about consumer credit counseling, which can be a good option uh, to help you change your behavior and and pay down your debt. We talked about debt consolidation, which can be a good option um, 
by uh, taking out a new loan to pay off your existing loans. And, and that gives you fewer payments to make and, and uh, maybe a, a fixed end in sight. Those are options that I prefer. If none of those options works, then you have debt settlement or debt relief, which is where you basically start paying a company. They save that money up for you until the creditors start suing you. And then they start talking to the creditors and, and uh, trying to help you get out of your debt. And uh, finally, bankruptcy, which is a legal process in the federal courts where the uh, courts will look at what you have and uh, basically split it up and use it to pay off the creditors or at least give them something. And when that's all done, then, uh, then your debt is, is, uh, is absolved. And those last two will damage your credit score uh, pretty heavily. So I don't prefer them unless you've already had pretty severe damage on your credit score and, and you just need uh, you need to be done with the debt and, and your credit score is no longer important. Then, then these, uh, these two debt settlement and bankruptcy uh, may be appropriate options, but in all other cases, I just, uh, you know, I would, I would steer you away from them. I don't prefer them. All right. So here's the time to raise your hand. Uh, Cause we've got about 10 minutes left in the hour. Um, do you have any other ways of, getting out of debt that have worked for you? Or do you have a story about using one of these methods, either good or bad? What's your experience um, with uh, getting out of debt? And the first person to raise their hand is a phone number ending in 317. Hi, I um, do the Literacy Project. I work in finance. The best thing I ever did was what someone told me to do was I wrote down everything I spent for a week. Okay. And that I really was not totally in touch with what I was doing. I thought I was. And the other thing that has helped me because these credit cards just let you spend, spend, spend is to look at where I am halfway through the month, the credit card month. Great program, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it. You know, uh, that's that's very common. A lot of us are not in touch with uh, uh, with our finances as much as we could be. Um, it is. Uh, you know, I've I've got to even say I've I've been in that in that situation where I've I've just uh, gotten busy and spent money and not really paid much attention to it. And, and, uh, so that's, it's, it's a really common thing. Really appreciate your, uh, your call and your feedback. Uh, who else do we have? Um, any raised hands, Mo? We have Janine. Hi, Janine. Hey, Chris. Um, so I did a couple things. I took Dave Ramsey's course, um, and I stopped paying things with credit cards. So I just did everything with envelopes. So that helped me budget and pay things that way. And then drastically, I opened two new credit cards. I did this in 2018. And I took all my balances from all my cards and I transferred everything to them. Um, 
I'm not going to say how much debt it was, but it was quite significant. Um, and those were zero APR cards, which was great. One was 18 months and one was 24 months to pay them off. So yes, I had to pay 5% transfer fee, but it was less than the high interest I was paying on all the other cards. So one was lower than the other and one was higher. So I put them on the zero APR and then I had no debt because I consolidated onto two zero APR cards. Um, so I wasn't worried about paying an you know, right now I have a card that let's just say is $6,000. And if someone makes a $300 payment on it, 150 is going to interest. So I would suggest opening the zero APR cards, but that's for me. Um, yeah, so that worked for me. I opened two of them. They're paid off. Everything's great. Um, and then my credit card went up. My, my, my credit score went off up because... I paid off my cards. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so you, you, uh, you did a balance transfer. Mm -hmm. uh, I did. And that's kind of a variation on the debt consolidation theme. Um, I see that we have two raised hands uh, that I can't tell if one of them is yours still or not. Um, but real quick, what did we you think two. of the... Um, <laughs> What did you think of the Dave Ramsey course? I liked it. It was really good. I I really like doing envelopes and cash anyway. So when I would get my paycheck, I would go and I would cash it. Um, and then everything is in an envelope and every penny is accounted for. Because if you don't account for every penny, then where's that penny going? So I really liked it. Um, I kind of thought like him too, but I don't like his thinking of not using a credit card because as we've discussed on these calls before, I, I charge everything. There's someone else on this card that call that likes to do that as well. I like to charge things and get free money because if you're going to pay your cell phone and your electricity and your pool and your gardener and as many things as you can pay, I would suggest paying them on a credit card and then just paying that credit card off every month because then you could get a free $50 card where you can go to dinner because you were going to pay those bills anyway. So I like him, but I still, now I like to pay everything on my credit card and pay it off because then I only have to make one payment and I don't have to pay everything. Okay. Well, thanks, Janine. I appreciate it. Uh, who else yeah. has their hand raised? We have Beth up next. Hi, Beth. <laughs> Hello. Um, Go ahead. I no, I haven't had a. I've been very tempted to use the uh, the debt relief uh, program because, uh, well, like, well, like we were talking before, you know, they don't they don't offer too many options to people on social security. Yeah. Um, or either debt relief or debt consolidation, you know, to just pay one whole debt like that. Yeah. I mean, one whole, uh, one whole thing like that, you know what I'm trying to say, one whole company or, you know, just one, one thing instead of a bunch of little things. Yeah, it's true. It's true that, um, when you're, when you're on social security and you're, and you're not making as much money um, that 
that can make it difficult to do debt consolidation. Um, again, when you do the debt relief programs, though, that you know that can really hurt your credit score really bad, and and uh, people will will probably try to sue you. Um, so it's you know it's it's oh, a pretty oh, yeah. it's a pretty drastic option. It looks really tempting, but it's a pretty drastic option. And also, I wanted to know what is the difference between Chapter Seven and Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Um, that's a good question, and uh, I don't have time to to really answer it right now because uh, we only have a few minutes left. I uh, uh, I will make a note though of uh, coming back to that on a future call. Okay, and also. Uh, I know. I also wanted to know about something called a gifting program. I got offered that the other day where um, I guess the IRS can't tax you on it, but you can like you can you can join at some at a thousand dollars and bring in someone at five hundred dollars and they in turn can bring in someone at $500, but it's supposed to be like a gifting program. They said it's not a pyramid scheme. Oh, wow. I, I've never heard of anything like that, Beth. And I, I've got to say, if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is too good to be true. And I, uh, I'll, I'll certainly do a little bit of research before the next call and, and try to give you some more of my thoughts on that, but it, it sounds a little bit scary to me. Um, so okay, I, I think the website is um, something about cash, cashflownow.com or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, we do have Mickey with her hand. Yeah. Up and I want to get five to five minutes. <laughs> I want to get to Mickey. So thank you, Beth. Yeah, I'll, okay. Thanks. I'll, yeah. I appreciate it. I'll get back to you. Uh, uh, in next month's call with uh, hopefully with some answers about those things. Mickey, go ahead, please. Okay. I just have a quick question. Um, when dealing with the creditor, where can you go to find out your rights? Because I've dealt with creditors who can be rude and very pushy and you're trying to offer this is what I can pay. And they're like, that's not enough. And they're berating. And so where can I go to find like my rights? Oh, that's a, a really good question. Um, there's a, a number of different, I mean, it's, it, uh, there's a number of different places. Um, even, even uh, just getting on, Google and searching for, um, for something like, uh, you know, what are my rights, uh, or how to deal with collection agencies. There's a, a ton of information. Um, the first and foremost is, is that you have a right to, uh, to not speak with them. Um, and uh, you have a right to to not endure rude and um, and hounding behavior. You also have a right to not be called at work. Um, so there's a, a number of them. Um, I uh, I I don't have 
a specific website I can point you to just at the moment, but I'm going to track one down and I'm going to put a, uh, a link to it on pennyforward.com so that um, I'm better prepared to answer that question in, in the future because it's such a good question. <laughs> and uh, I, I honestly, I feel a little bit bad that I don't have something at my fingertips to give you. Um, the other uh, really important right that I want to cover though, is that you have the right to ask the collector, the creditor to prove that you actually owe the debt because sometimes uh, they'll try to collect on debt that you don't actually owe anymore. Maybe you've paid it uh, and you know, you've, you've paid it and there was a mistake somewhere and, and they're trying to collect on it a second time. This has happened to me before. Um, but uh, if, if, um, uh, if this is actually happening, happening to you right now, Mickey, and, um, and you need an immediate answer, uh, please go to pennyforward.com and use the contact us form and uh, send me a, a little note and I will make sure to get back to you directly. Um, it is not happening to me now, but it's happened in the past. Okay. Well, I'm glad that it's not happening now. I'm really sorry that it has happened and it, it, it is a wonderful question. Um, before we, uh, Thank you. you're welcome. Uh, we're going to have another half hour of Q and a time here, but I want to cover a few things before we drop off of ACB media. Um, the first is, is that, uh, uh, if you found this to be useful and if you would like to find other information about personal finance that is accessible for blind people, uh, please visit our website at pennyforward.com. There's a bunch of stuff out there. It's growing. We try to post something every weekday. Um, that uh, So there's, a, there's an active blog. There is a podcast that comes out every other week. Um, so you can listen to those too. And uh, we'll be uh, offering um, we'll be offering some other uh, other things uh, in the way of of classes later uh, later in this uh, the year. So please stay tuned and watch for those. While you're there, please consider making a small donation to help our work. And uh, also, while you're there, please consider filling out our financial needs survey. This is a survey that. Um, uh, that we are, are putting out to try and make sure that we're focusing on the right areas for the blind community. Um, so filling it out will just help us to, to make sure that we're putting all of our time and effort into things that you actually feel you need. And if you respond before January 26th, you will be entered into a drawing to win one of three Amazon gift cards with uh, each one will have a value of $50. So I uh, appreciate you doing that. Also, thank you to ACB Next Generation for sponsoring this call. Uh, it's a great affiliate um, serving people 18 to 40, but uh, even people like myself uh, can, you know, that are over 40 can be supporting members and uh, check them out at acbnextgeneration.org.